The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of The Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I've got Laban and Anna Ditchburn, and we're recording today from beautiful Medellin, Colombia at Mountains of Hope Healing Resort. Uh, Laban and Anna, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having us. Muchas gracias, amigo. Muchas yeah. gracias. Muchas gracias. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. So Laban and I, uh, I don't know, we met a couple months ago. Just, I don't even remember who it was. Somebody asked Was me. it Taryn Gregson? Yeah. I think it might have been Taryn. Shout out, shout out to Taryn Gregson. Yeah, shout out to Taryn. And um, we have an influencers retreat that we're, we just hosted our first one. We got another one coming. I think you believe you um, introduced Robert Scott Bell to us. He's, he's coming. He's coming. He'll be here bringing his family, the whole damn thing, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> we, luckily, we had big enough room. We got big enough room for him, so we're, we're happy to have him come down and share. And so, um, but you guys had such an interesting story, and we had all our podcast equipment set up. I was like, I, I want to talk about this, and we'll definitely talk about um, uh, Laban's journey and stuff like that, too. But I think Anna's is just as important for the show and the listeners. I mean... What you guys have, what you've been through as a child, and and what you're doing now, um, is um, it's going to be pretty inspiring. So, um, since I met Laban first, there's no favoritism here, um, but and then we'll get we'll get to we'll get to Anna's deal. Um, so, like, who's Laban Ditchburn? Like, growing up and just you know buzz through that whole thing, and then and until where you got to today, and what was the and what happened to get you to write this book called, you know, Bet On You. Yeah, well, I, first things first, Tim, I just wanted to acknowledge you for inviting us to be a part of this incredible, unbelievable environment that's been put together here up in the the, the mountains of Medellin. Uh, we haven't even stayed here yet, and it's just, it's just a high vibe, and you have to come and experience this for yourself. So that, that's my plug. I... Uh, I'm a child of divorce. It's it's nothing more innocuous than that. Jordan Peterson talks about not comparing yourself to anyone apart from the person you were the day before, and I think that's it's very important for me to to remember that because mm-hmm. it's easy to to diminish your own trauma. And you know, mum and dad split up when I was three and a half. You know, very dysfunctional breakup, custody battles, foster home visits. You know, my mum, who was battling with mental, major mental health stuff, trying to demonize my stepmother and my father, and, you know, a lot of stuff that's very typical of a broken home. And uh, I'm a Cancerian, very emotive, like high emotional uh, absorber or, you know, emotive, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I used escapism in all its forms. And when I was, when I was young, it used to be, you know, I've watched Star Wars hundreds of times and then as I got a little bit older it became the Simpsons and then as I got old enough to drink it was booze and then it was gambling and then drugs later in my mid-20s sex porn 
like you name it. It was just the thing that allowed me to be away from having to deal with the reality of the situation. And when I was 35, I hit rock bottom. And in the first three chapters of the book, I talk about a moment where I was gambling on a horse race. Uh, the, the horse race was in Hong Kong and I was living in Australia in Melbourne. And I wasn't even watching it on TV. I was just gambling on a horse race on my laptop, you know, putting F, hitting F5 to refresh the, the page. It was real, real degenerate, pathological gambling kind of thing. And there was a number in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen that I'd never seen before, and it was the number for the gambler's helpline. And I, and I just called the number without even thinking, and, I, and this incredible woman whose last name I'll never know, but her first name was Mary, and I'll call her Mary Magdalene because she was a guardian angel for me, whether she, she realized that or not. And I was listened to for the first time in my life without judgment. And this was a powerful moment for me. And she just objectively sat there and listened and then gave me some practical steps. And one of them was to get access to the gambler's helpline that was run by the Salvation Army and paid for by the, the losses from gambling. So for the first time in my gambling life, I was actually up and, and got access to this this amazing woman leave for a year and a half. And in the very first session, I remember her asking about the relationship I had with my mum. And it was, wasn't a good one. And I just broke down and started this healing journey. And I was very blessed to be able to figure out a lot of the stuff myself. Uh, I didn't have to go through any 12-step or any of that. I just reverse engineered everything that I went through and I became a ferocious reader, you know, since that time, it's November 2023 now, I think I've read in excess of 650 books and thousands of hours of podcasts, you know, like insatiable learner after going from from nothing to that many books, maybe one a year if I was lucky. And I suppose when you go through a healing journey like that, I'm seven plus years sober from alcohol, longer for, drug, longer for gambling. Um, I have used um, some plant medicine drugs just to be totally transparent, but I'm not doing anything recreational for over eight years now, I think. And I have no interest in doing it. So I feel like I've got a good hold of it. And I suppose when you go through that journey, you want to you want to share that with other people that are on that path as well that want help. And, and that leads me into doing what I do now where I affectionately known as the world's best courage coach. And, and that's nothing to do with ego. That's a courage. Courage. Yeah. yeah. I got to adjust it for the Yanks because they're like, carriage, <laughs> what are you? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I, I teach people how to take bold, massive and courageous action. And I, so that they can f- facilitate their own miraculous outcomes. And I do that through my speaking, my coaching, my book, my podcast, my masterminds and, and everything in between. Very good. Very good. So what was the, I mean, I've known a few people that, that gambled, but I don't know if I've really actually went deep. It's like, well, did you, did you ever win? That was what did all the damage. Oh, the winning. Because the win would made me feel that was the dopamine high that was better than pretty much. And when you combine it, when you're high on cocaine and drunk, yeah. it's, it's magnified. <laughs> but what also is magnified is the is the crushing defeating. What was your biggest win? I think about five thousand dollars. Yeah, but I did think that I'd won a hundred thousand dollars at a horse race years prior, and I was so high 
and drunk that I completely mucked it up. And I, <laughs> so that felt like a loss of $100,000. But yeah, about five grand. But, but all I would do is, is increase the size of the bets. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, was, I was working, earning 100000 a year and I might blow my paycheck in the first two weeks. So I'm two weeks, you know, might, might, I might have paid the rent, but I don't have food, I don't have gas money. It's like... Oh, so you were fasting. Yeah, yeah. It was forced, intermittent fasting of all, <laughs> all areas of my life, which progressively got longer and longer and longer. You could start a mastermind on gambling and fasting. <laughs> we'll gamble it all the way the first two days and then fast for the rest yeah. of the week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it's Anna, a- what about you? Like, so you you grew up in Russia, and um, I I mean, you had a pretty tough childhood. Why don't you share that? It's I think it's going to be very important. So my my story started when I was four years old, when my biological father left our family. And uh, my mom just became a 22-year-old single mother of two during the Russian economic depression. Mm. It was very tough. We didn't have much money. We didn't have uh, emotional or physical support. So and it has been happening for six years. And can you imagine when you're a four-year-old child and your father just walk, walks away what kind of thoughts you're thinking about you, about yourself? Is it my fault? Did I do something wrong? And all these ab- abandonment issues and yeah. self-doubting and negative beliefs about yourself started from there, literally. And when I was uh, when I was ten years old, my mom met my stepfather, and we thought, finally. We got, you know, our support, our protector in our family. We got a man. But uh, very quickly he revealed his true face. He was an army, army guy, a very controlling, very disciplinarian, and very abusive verbally and physically man. So me and my brother, I had a younger brother, we, we learned how to walk on the eggshells very fast and obey all the rules. Mm-hmm. And when I turned 15, the sexual abuse started. And me being conditioned to just not being able to say a negative word to my stepfather, I had to, you know, I had to do whatever he was saying. Plus, he threatened me with my mom's and my brother's lives, mm-hmm. saying if I ever revealed his true crime, <laughs> they're going to be destroyed. And knowing what he is capable of, I believed him. Mm-hmm. And it has been happening for six years. And as we shared before, Tim, I got so pregnant. So from, from 15 to 21? To 21, yes. And I got pregnant twice as a result of sexual abuse. And uh, I went uh, for uh, underground uh, illegal botched abortions, two of them that literally damaged my reproductive system. But at age of 21, I finally got a courage to leave the house. And then I moved to Australia. I met uh, an amazing man at those times. He was Croatian, lived in Australia. I met him in Thailand, actually. And I moved to, to Australia thinking, I'm just you know, going, going to get out from all this nightmare back mm-hmm. in Russia. 
but uh, little that I know, I just literally got married my stepfather. And it, I saw the pattern, what was happening, the, the way how I got used to be treated, just repeated. Mm. So we've, we've been married for uh, four years, and then I, I couldn't do this anymore. It was constant uh, toxicity and uh, verbal abuse, sometimes even physical abuse. I even knew what my ex-husband would tell me, because that's what my stepfather used to tell. <laughs> and, um, and then later, I remember I didn't want to leave. I was in a, such a deep depression. And at one point, I was holding sleeping pills in one hand and a glass of water in another hand, just desperately searching for peace. And then my mom called out of nowhere. My, my, my mom and my stepdad split when I left the house at 21. So they separated because my stepfather was always manipulating me through my mom. And he told me, if you leave the house, I'm going to expel your mother from the house. And I said, you know what? I'm done. Because it's a very heavy place to be mm. alone and carry this heavy burden. It's, I haven't realized this at those times, but it was like a cancer was eating me from the inside. And I didn't, I couldn't understand. I thought, you know, <laughs> it just the way it is, the way it should be. I didn't understand how big the trauma was uh, until I met my husband, Laban. So, and continue the story, my mom called me out of nowhere and I said, Mom, if you won't hear from me, just know I love you. And she said, Anna, she, she knew kind of what was happening. She said, Anna, before you do anything to yourself, I want you to promise, promise me one thing. And I said, what is it, mom? <laughs> she said, I want you to write a list of your ideal men and your ideal relationships. I was like, I don't believe in this BS. <laughs> All men are the same. And she said, just promise me. And I did. And as I was writing the list of my ideal person, I was writing that he's bold. He's a New Zealander. He's very loyal. <laughs> He's very honest. <laughs> he has an amazing sense of humor. He doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't do drugs. <laughs> he was probably quitting at this point as I was writing my list. Um, why why was, the bald? Why did you choose the bald deal? <laughs> I, I'll, t I'll tell you. I had a crush at uh, uh, the... Jason? Jason Statham. Oh, I always okay. loved Jason yeah, yeah, yeah. Statham. Well, I watched I all it. his movies. <laughs> and I kind of wanted someone who looked like him. And honestly, I got my Jason Statham. <laughs> That's cool. And um, uh, So you made this, your list. You're making your list. Yeah, and this New Zealander, uh, bold New Zealander who doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't do, do drugs, stopped me on the street of Melbourne in 10 days. When he stopped me, he looked dead at my eye, uh, right in my eyes, and he said, excuse me, but you are stunning. And I wonder if you would like to have a drink with me one day. And we've been together since then. So I got divorced. But then... Well, wait a minute. I didn't think... You, I thought you quit drinking. Were you just talking water? 
No, I'd been sober for two that, year, two years. At that this was point. just the Pick yeah, up yeah. Line. yeah, like you've cliche. Like, you have a cup of coffee, you get a drink. What like are you going to complicate and say, "Excuse me, but you are stunning," and I wanted if you to have a non-alcoholic beverage with me. That'd be even better. <laughs> it doesn't sound as cool, right? Excuse me, you're stunning, and I was wondering if you'd like to come over and have a, a very fresh green juice with a, me with sprouts a, in a it. Gluten-free, uh, no soy, um, <laughs> GMO, fr- like, yeah. In it's the just mountains, like, of course. <laughs> you, you, you complicate what you need to. And just for context as well, sober New Zealanders living in Australia do not exist. They, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, they don't. Australians and New Zealanders are big drinkers regardless, but, like, yeah, expat Kiwis, you won't find many. I just I knew I want this man and I didn't uh, – I knew I have to believe that this man exists mm-hmm. because I went to New Zealand uh, prior to this, to our meeting, to uh, uh, before we met, and I fall in love with this country. I fall in love with those people. That's why I put New Zealander. <laughs> yeah. And it- so a year and a half in our relationships – uh, I felt so safe with Laban because he was always honest and upfront uh, with me about his past. And for the very first time, I felt so safe and so compelled to sh- actually share what it, what's happened to me. Because, Tim, we had 19 consecutive miscarriages altogether, including three ectopic pregnancies. Now, I had four miscarriages with my ex-husband, and now 15 with Laban. So it's nothing to do with Laban, actually. I knew it's something to do with me. And when we were going through miscarriage number 11, the doctor called me aside and he said, Anna, there is nothing to do with Laban. There is nothing to do with your partner. We cannot find any physical reason what is happening, why you're losing your pregnancies. And he said, this is something to do with this showing my head mm-hmm. and with this showing to pointing towards my heart and i knew exactly what it was and that's where i realized you know what <clears throat> it's time to tell what was happening with me and the way laban reacted was just the way i was always hoping for to be honest i didn't know how he going to react on this but he just hugged me and kissed me and he said, ah, I see. I see what was happening with you all those years. Yeah. And that was the moment I realized that being alone in this journey is like <laughs> walking downhill just to kill yourself, literally. You, you, have, you have to find someone who went through something similar or who can understand you. It doesn't have to be someone from your family, someone close to you. Even finding someone who has a similar story to, to, to do this first step to open up because that was that, that's already half of success. And then we just went on this healing journey through shamans. <laughs> well, let's take a, let's do this. Let's take a break and then we'll pick up to like what you guys started doing. I really appreciate you for sharing what happened to you as a child. And, um, it's, you know, me as a health coach, I've done thousands of these, what we call health histories or intake forms where we go through all this stuff and ask questions and find out what they eat and medications and stuff they're taking. And 
what their goals are and all these things. And, you know, and when I peel the onion, the first thing I do is I start with like their, their family and stuff. And that's about 50% of people I've talked to have been molested. And a lot of times by family members. Mm. And I'm like, I know I'm like, there's no way that I just randomly found all these people or they found me trying to get their health back. Um, I thought it was a pretty good swath of, I mean, we're talking probably 2000 of these things. 2500 and it's like half mm-hmm. it's quite shocking yeah you know you see the movie sound of freedom come out and all this stuff going on there's a lot of it's it's just hard for decent people to think that this kind of stuff is happening and then the shame that you feel as a young child you just it's all suppressed and it comes out but the one thing i do know is that what you went through my god there's a downside to it but the upside is just as equally of powerful and you're going to be and you are like so much more powerful now because of what you what you made it through. It's my superpower now. And that's right. Mm-hmm. That's your superpower. So we'll take a break. We get back. We'll we'll keep going on this uh, amazing uh, exploration of um, releasing emotional trauma and ch- turning it into a benefit. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia, and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my with my guests, Laban and Anna Ditchburn. Um, all right, so we talked about your guys' past. Laban, you had, you know, the drugs and the alcohol and the gambling and the blah, 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 and, you know, the divorced parents. And this is, you know, something to make note of. It's like when parents divorce, it's a freaking big deal. You know, you're like, well, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't fall off a four-story building, which we had a gal here last week that did and broke her back and spine. She re-healed her spine with, her mind, literally. She was one of Joe Dispenza's first clients. Wow. Her name's Yerlene. Um, Anna here, molested by her stepdad. And you don't think, well, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. You know, I just, um, you know, I had divorced parents. But it is a big deal. It is a big deal. When you have the two people that you love the most and they split up and then the fighting and the anger and stuff like that as a child, it's 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 tough. I mean, and, you know, I think back to my story, I used to think, oh, my story's stupid, but everybody seems to think it's pretty cool. So, and people can relate to these things. And this is like, I mean, we just had eight people here, eight influencers at our first influencers event here at Mountains of Hope. And even the staff and myself, and we were, we're all, we were all having breakthroughs, <laughs> like just going through these ceremonies and stuff. It's like, everybody's got all this, everybody's got trauma and everybody's got places to heal and and things to move away from and to let go of and, 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 and open up and allow things in that they've been holding away from themselves that could serve them better. And so, I don't know, I just wanted to speak on that for a moment because um, it's really interesting. It's, I don't know if I've ever had, I've never had a couple come on before and talk about this. So here's Laban over here and, and here's Anna and different journeys, different continents. And now you've come together um, and uh, you met him and he met you. And, and, and then so... Now you want to get pregnant, and you look really healthy, by the way. You look fit. Laban, you look pretty fit, too. I'll give you that. i got to drop a few pounds, but um, yeah, this is, this is a work in it progress. Looks, it looks a little bit different than you on this guy. This guy's like a 
This is the cover of his book. Here he is, Laban <laughs> Ditchburn. Forward by Les Brown, which, by the way, is pretty cool. Like, um, a buddy of mine and I were really big into Les Brown, and I tell some of his stories from time to time. He's a huge uh, inspirational speaker. Um, awesome. So, but anyway, I'm just picking on Laban for fun because he, he can take it. It's true, though. Like, that, that, <laughs> that was me in 2018 to 2020. Yeah, I can tell you're this. He's built. <laughs> he's he's not. He's he could throw some weight around. This so is yeah, it's true. He's a tough guy, um, which is good. You got the masculine, but with a guy that can demonstrate his feminine and move back and forth effortlessly. Mm-hmm. How how important is that as a woman to have that? For me, it's very important. Uh, having a masculine man who can lead, but not not in a bad way, but mm-hmm. leading on a good way. And showing his vulnerability as well, which I don't think is his weakness. It's mm. actually his strength. Because that's how he made me feel comfortable with him to open up about my childhood abuse. And uh, having someone uh, stronger than me, smarter than me, more courageous than, than me, that I feel like I'm, I'm, I have his back. I'm protected. I'm supported. Mm-hmm. That's so important. That's awesome. Okay, so severe trauma as a child, and you had to go through these crazy underground um, abor- illegal abortions. Illegal abortions. Um, probably wasn't like the best place to go in town <laughs> for that kind of stuff. Um, and your your stepdad would just take you down to these places, or he'd just send you down by yourself? It was a little bit of story. He would pay for it, so and I would go by myself. Mm. So no, n- I didn't feel like I have a choice, really. Yeah. I was in the school at those times, and it was so shameful for me if someone would find out. Yeah. It was, I would probably rather die. How old were you when the first time you got pregnant? It was between 15 and 16. I can't remember exactly. So I would say, yeah, I would... I was pretty young. How often was he abusing you? It was happening pretty often. Because, Tim, as you mentioned, it's like 95% of sexual abuse, childhood sexual abuse, is uh, happened in the family, within the family where the person has an access to a child. Mm-hmm. Like literally un- unprotected access. So every time... He would come from from work. I knew at 5 p.m. he would come and, you know, something is going to happen. First, for for the first few months, I asked my friend to stay with me until my mom comes from work. But then he figured this out and he uh, uh, literally abandoned uh, me to bring any friends Mm. to the house. And my brother would be in the school or with his friends so whenever he would have an opportunity. Mm. Crazy. Okay, so now you guys are married, and you're, you're looking to have some children, but you've had, obviously, complications. You had a ton of miscarriages, mm-hmm. and I know um, uh, my brother and his wife went through that, you know, four, five, six, seven times, and it was pretty hard on them. I can't imagine what's going on. So you guys... Um, because of all these uh, miscarriages, um, decided to really start embracing health. 
Mm-hmm. So what have you learned from that? And how did you, you just made a decision. Let's get super freaking healthy and see what we can do here. Is that what it was? I, I think the, the biggest catalyst for me early doors, even before I met Anna, was taking ownership of what had happened to me. Like with Anna's situation, like it wasn't her fault, but it is her responsibility. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't my fault, but it is my responsibility. If some shitty stuff happened to you, it more than likely it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. So with that in mind, I was like, okay, how am I going to deal with this? So, and knowing that it could be used as a fuel source and a superpower was very enticing as well. We've seen, we've seen simply Anna speaking publicly on shows and podcasts and radio programs about this stuff with from a place of such strength as it's well amazing. is super inspiring. But like, you know, talk about world's best courage coach. She's easily the most courageous person I know, like easily. And, <laughs> and uh, we just knew that it was just one of those things we had to overcome. And what a great comeback story it's going to be. It's going to be bigger than bloody Lazarus. And how inspiring, you know, we, we got a really good friends of ours who had, have had one miscarriage they are pregnant now in June, January, but that, you know, she wouldn't mind me saying this, that that pregnant, that, that miscarriage threw her into a pit of depression oh God, yeah. for a year and a half. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and Anna's gone through it 19 times. It does kind of get easier in a kind of weird, morbid kind of way. Like it's, it, it is easier once you understand it better, but we are desperate to, to get this baby done. Like, and Laban being able to heal his autoimmune disease and getting on this path when he realized uh, that the doctors were lying about his uh, GERD or what's it called? Yeah, heart, good. Heart, Gastrointestinal heart. reflux disorder. Yeah, yeah that it was incurable. And then he cured this by cutting off the gluten mm, right. and, and some plants for some time being. This really helped me to see... Ah, okay, uh, what are the things I, I've never knew about? Like, I stopped drinking with him. Uh, I stopped eating gluten. I felt ultimately better, 100 times straight away. And so we just keep conti- continuing this path, you know, uh, trying to figure out, cutting off the seed oils. Um, uh, what else are we doing you know, we we tra- we've been tra- on the road for two two and a bit years now. We've been traveling with a grounding Soy. mat the whole time. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like 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 who goes to that kind of level of of effort? <laughs> and the audience of this this podcast would, but like it's not a big deal. It's just it's just an obvious thing. Like why wouldn't we be grounded for another eight hours a day? Yeah, while you're sleeping. While we're, we're traveling and sleeping. Mm-hmm. So, and now I'm learning. A lot about hormone balance and uh, thyroid uh, uh, diseases because that's what I've been uh, diagnosed with hypothyroidism and hormone imbalances because of the trauma, because of the stress, what I went through, and because the improper food, yes, improper diet, and alcohol, and all this stuff. So I'm loving this journey because now. I feel like I know more than uh, an average woman <laughs> about pregnancy and how to get pregnant. 
And now I can help women who need some help to heal physically and mentally. Yeah, it's really interesting. I just want to point out uh, again to the listeners, especially if you're new to the show, that how, man, just commercially grown wheat is the devil. It is so bad for your body. I mean, it's just, and they put it in these big manufacturing companies, they put it in everything for a reason is it feeds into a broken medical system. So um, so stay away from wheat. Stay away from Just wheat. Just stay away from it unless it's stay like away. einkorn, you know, heirloom type stuff. And you have to sprout it. Then those glutens turn to simple sugars and they won't bother most of you, <laughs> even if you've got like, you know, full-blown celiac disease. Okay. All right. So you during this process now, you've you've actually like you guys really want to get pregnant. So that's pushed you to do some things that you might not have normally done otherwise. Um, one of them was fasting, which I am a huge proponent of, of that. Um, juice fasting, water fasting, dry fasting. And Laban brought up that you did, you did dry fasting. So I want to, before we get into that, did you have you done any other juice, juice feasting, that kind of stuff, or just at all juice or all water before you did that? Or you just went right into dry fasting? I've done water fasting. You have to do water fasting before dry fasting just to see how your body will react on it. Okay. I've done water fasting, yeah. Okay. Now, to me, and for you listeners out there, this story, it could if you don't get anything else out of this deal besides um, Nathan's big forearms and his big chest <laughs> on, on the cover of his Bet on You um, <laughs> book, forearms. book. His forearms are huge. They're, 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 they're big. He's got huge forearms. Is that... You're going to be blown away with like how I mean, just like how powerful fasting is. Again, we have been we have two fuel sources. I mean, there's actually others, but um, like primary is we eat food, and that whatever it's a steak or a plant or a root or whatever, it turns into glucose. That's and that's our energy in our cells. Then there's the other one when we actually do water fasting or dry fasting. What ends up happening there is we actually activate our ketones. And we start burning and metabolizing our own fat and our own water store that was stored in that fat. For example, you talked about that earlier. I was like, oh, she knows. And um, Anna's becoming an expert on this, right? So we have two fuel sources. The, the cool thing is, though, is on the second fuel source, which we've been programmed for for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Like, there was no grocery stores, you know, we had to be tribal to stay alive. And we would go out and pick foods during the day. And some days we didn't eat. And that's just the way it was. It might go without food for two or three days. So the majority of time that human beings, we're just in survival mode. Um, it wasn't like we had breakfast, lunch, and dinner, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we saw what that is. I mean, it's caused more disease. You know, three meals a day has caused more disease and processed foods combined with it. Than, I mean, it's killing over about 4,300 people a day. And, 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 you know, and, and that's a lot. Okay, that's like a 9-11 event every... It's like two 9-11s almost every day and a half. It's crazy. So... With with fasting, now when you're in that starvation mode like we're programmed to and you're using the second fuel source, your fat and your water stores, your body's also cleaning itself up. It's doing maintenance. You're doing surgery without a knife. That's what's happening. The cells are cleaning up all the dead cells and getting healthier and they're going to start replicating better um, and you're going to start detoxifying things even faster and your mental clarity is going to go through the roof. Now, initially, if you, you know, and again, anybody thinking about doing any type of fasting, you know, you should consult with a medical provider. I have the 
disclaimer and stuff, but, but you need to find somebody who knows what the hell they're doing, right? I mean, I do all this stuff on my own. I just kind of experiment and go. That's the way I've been. And I paid the price a couple times. Like one time I fasted, and I came off the fast with a lot of food. Don't do <laughs> no, it. No, 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 Refading no. syndrome. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. It was like, you want I felt like a explosive diarrhea. Oh, oh, my God. I felt like it was. <laughs> it's not just about diarrhea. Oh, I just felt like I got hit by a truck. It was like, mm-hmm. boom. Well, 70% of the healing. I was feeling so good. I literally went from feeling amazing yeah. to, and the first two days on water fasting is very difficult right, for most people. And then the third day, it kicks in. Gets easier. Gets you're easier. You're burning your own fuel, and it's amazing. So, okay, that's the preamble to what's going on with Anna. So why don't you tell them what happened to your uterine wall from doing dry fasting? It's quite profound. Uh, firstly, I just want to say you have to have a strong why you're doing this because without strong motivation, it can be very challenging, especially mentally, not mm. so much physically, to be honest, because so many people are so addicted from food. Yeah. So... Before I did a dry fast, uh, I had a few scans which confirmed that my uterine wall was very thin from all those botched abortions where they literally scrubbed the whole layer. And uh, uh, there there were some scar tissues on my uterus. And so the, the endometrium could not grow. And Laban gave me this amazing book by Sergei Filonov, which took me actually two months to read because I could not get my mind around this. How can you dry fast for, he's, he's saying about 10 days, but under medical um, supervision. supervision. It's, called, yeah. it's called 10 question 20, answers. 20, 20 questions 20 and, uh, 10 and answers, yeah. yeah. And so it took me two months, but when I started to read, it just, everything made a sense. And I got so inspired by it. And so I did a two day, uh, two times, two days dry fast. Just okay, so let's just, to- why don't you just explain to the listeners exactly what a dry fast is. And it's kind of self-explanatory, but mm-hmm. people might not know. Dry fast is when you don't take any food, any water. And if you want to go hardcore dry fast, you don't take any shower, so you don't have any contact with water at all. Yeah, because the wa- you don't want the water to absorb. Exactly. You want your body to get into your fat cells and start getting that water. Yes, yes, metabolic structured water, which is the, the best for our body. Mm-hmm. But y- you can only do uh, up to five days in a home environment, the dry fasting. Uh, more than five days, you have to do under medical supervision. So... I've lasted when I when I did a third time. I've lasted for four days, and it was the most profound experience. And then we uh, we did a scan because I got pregnant straight away. I couldn't get pregnant for a long time, but then I I did get pregnant, and it was unfortunately third ectopic pregnancy. But then the doctor who did a scan he said your uterine wall is so thin. It's like 14 millimeters. Thick. Thick. Thick, yeah. It's like 14 millimeters from 3 millimeters to 14 millimeters. He said, that's a good progress. What have you done? (laughs) He did nothing. Yeah. He literally did nothing. Literally, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Stopped eating. Stopped drinking water. Just eliminating all these things. Stopped taking a shower. Mm -hmm. See, this is the kind of stuff that 
it's it's hard for people to believe because of these belief systems that we have. Mm-hmm. Like we have to go spend all this money. We have to go see this expert. We outsource more, we outsource more, more, more. our our lives to people that we don't even know in some cases and out of fear, mm-hmm. right? And the things that are so profound is like nature is so profound. Mm-hmm. It's so profound. The sun Oh my God. It's just like so cool when you dig into it and the earth and the grounding and the negative ions. And I mean, it's some powerful stuff here. And then when you look at how we're programmed, this is why I wanted to bring this up. Like her uterine wall literally went from three centimeters? Millimeters. Three millimeters. Yeah, centimeters. Sorry. <laughs> You'd be like an elephant if you were. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe there's an elephant out there we can get to do a dry fast and help her out. <laughs> She's having problems having a baby in the zoo. Probably work. It would probably work. It yeah, probably, this is so. This is where Sergey, Doctor Sergey Filinov, and remember where you're at with. So you can come back to this. Yeah, yeah. He's so he's a Russian guy. The Russians have been doing this for hundreds of years longer, and they he, have been treating some really like hard diseases, hardcore like uh, stage four cancer, in uh, stage Lyme disease, uh, Lyme disease, that kind of thing. But People it, after the uh, radiation after the Chernobyl. Like that was dry fasting was the only way, literally. That's what they people. were using, yeah. But Sergey learned about this because he, he saw a dog. I think it might have been his dog get hit by a car mm-hmm. and it whimpered off, injured, limping to its kennel. And it came out eight or nine days later and it had had no food or water and it was healed. Yeah. Like it did it itself. Yeah. And you think about it, like I've been, I've had food poisoning. Uh, once in at the end of 2019, and I dry fasted for 18 hours after powerful diarrhea and vomiting. Like it was the worst, and I just didn't take anything on, and I was fixed. And I and that was kind of before I knew about. It. I just physically couldn't take anything on. So then you start to learn the mechanics of it, and then you got the human growth hormone that goes through the roof. It's actually way more impactful than, than the golden stem cells. It's, it's, it's insane. They cost 50 grand to go to Panama to go and inject. You can get it for free by just not eating or drinking. Yeah, and by the way, like just because you brought up poisoning, like food poisoning, any type, if you get poisoned by anything, you're out in the woods or you get food poisoning at a restaurant or whatever, just everybody should have activated charcoal, okay? Everybody listening, you should have activated charcoal in your home, period. For these emergencies, it takes everything out. Just be careful because like, if you, I mean, some people are taking it for alcohol, you know, and they drink. They'll just take it because it sucks up. The, it sucks up everything. <laughs> so if you're taking medications, like well, first off, maybe probably a good thing, but um, you know, just be aware of that. Um, we also have a product called uh, Electric Silver that's very, very profound. Uh, we believe that it's, um, and you guys will, you guys will be able to meet Dr. Keith too. I actually, I don't think he's making it down to the next retreat, but he, we're going to zoom him in. He's got a presentation on on a very profound product that it's it's like something that everybody should have in their cupboard. Big, big fan of silver, yeah. Yeah, so, well, this, this is going to blow you away. It's going to blow you away. So yeah. let's go back to the uterine wall because this was my big point about fasting. And she went from three, centimeter, three millimeters to 14 millimeters, and the only thing that really had changed was two two-day dry fast and a four-day dry fast. Because you know what's happening during the dry fasting? Your your body is trying to survive and trying to look for food within you. So and our cells 
as the uh, I was mentioning, as the owners of the house, they're the strongest one. So they start eating all the damaged cells, scar tissues, scar tissue. mm-hmm. cancer cells, uh, bacteria, viruses, whatever is not belongs to to the body, whatever is not healthy. And so by just having those scar tissues in my uterus, it just has been eaten. Awesome. That's good. Within. And you mentioned something earlier, Laban, about like when you're doing fasting and stuff, guys, just, I mean, like a two-day water fast increases human growth hormone in your body naturally 2,000%. 2,000. That's quite a big jump. I think it's one cc of that stuff. If you were to buy it, it's like $400 American dollars. For like one injection, I might be off plus or minus, but what could you possibly, how much would they charge you if they could, if you could take a shot and increase your human growth hormone 2,000%? And again, you do it by doing nothing. Americans are really good at doing nothing. We've gotten pretty lazy. We just do nothing and stop shoveling this processed garbage, toxic food down our throat. Well, dude, I'll tell you something that might be interesting to the audience. I uh, may not look like it, but I'm a long-distance runner, like ultras, oh. and... Uh, in July 2021, as an experiment, a friend of mine who's a uh, one of the most recognized sports medicine doctors on planet Earth agreed to to look after me. But I ran a 50K, which is 30, 30 miles, on zero sugar. I did it on – I had a ribeye steak for breakfast and uh, half a gallon throughout the race of homemade bone broth that had liver and spleen cooked into it. 10,000 milligrams of sodium in the form of those element salt sachets. Yeah. So they have sodium, potassium, magnesium, and Yalsberg cheese, which is quite a hard cheese. And I had a CGM on, and I was getting doing my blood work as well. When I, f- I started at 0.3 ketones per nan- like millimoles, three point, sorry, 2.2 millimoles is what I finished on, and my blood sugar got down to 3. Point three millimoles, which is supposedly dangerous. But I was just talking to a guy, Dr. Ken Berry, who's got a huge, about 3 million people on YouTube, is a, is a GP who talks about um, paleolithic ketogenic diet, so kind of like the carnivore diet and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I was asking him about the 3.3 blood sugar. He said the, the current study of blood sugar is so bastardized because – everyone's blood sugar is sitting way higher than yeah. what it used to be. Right. You go back a hundred years. It's not even in the same boat. He goes, it's all bullshit, mate. He goes, like they need to recalibrate it. So if I was 3.3 in a doctor's clinic and I was an idiot and I let them do whatever they want to do to me, I would probably be on some kind of medication, but it's just, isn't it funny? Isn't it funny how the, well the body can react to this stuff? And and incidentally, the recovery from that race was three times faster than any other equivalent distance, because I had no inflammatory markers. I wasn't taking those goo and the this you know refined carbohydrate yeah, gels all that crap and that kind of thing as well. Yeah, just interesting. Well, that's awesome. So we're going to take another quick break. When we get back, then we're going to get into what Laban and Anna are doing today to help other people have breakthroughs. We'll be right back. The average person today is carrying around 6 to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health. The best part? 
It is super gentle and there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products and it's made with the same chemical free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my guest, Laban and Anna Ditchburn. Uh, such a really fun conversation about like bringing into light how important fasting is and what it can do for somebody that was had went through so much. And, you know, I, um, I'm really excited for you guys, and I hope that uh, um, you guys are able to get pregnant and, and, and have 13 kids. That's my that's my hope for you. It's the number we want. Yeah. That's the what? <laughs> Sorry, darling. I didn't Thanks, tell you. Thanks, guys. You want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> it's working. Let's keep them going. All right. So, all right. Let's go back to Laban because he's big and buff and cool, and he runs a long way. Um. So, your business now. You're the Courage Coach, and um, what I mean, what are you doing on the daily to help people? Who, who's your Who's your perfect client who, who the people you're working with well Anna and I teamed forces we we uh, received a wonderful compliment from a friend of ours Natalie um, oh this is the partner uh, purpose partners for life yeah yeah dot yeah. com deal all right yeah. well let's just you know you guys started over here apart you came together you're healing together you're doing all this stuff and now you're doing business together so let's just talk about that let's talk about that business yeah with this this lady Natalie uh she got to, to hang out and spend some time with us and she said, you guys are purpose partners. And I was like, that's cool. What, what do you mean by that? And she just beautifully laid out, and maybe you could explain better, uh, darling, like we, we were, we've been working separately. Like Anna was working a day job up until about, what, a year and a half ago? Two years. Two years ago. And um, I'm only a relatively new entrepreneur and he started making money like two years ago. And... But I'm way more impactful with Anna by my side. She's brilliant and yeah. way more attractive than I am. <laughs> so, like, why wouldn't we leverage forces and go at it together? And so we we really saw a gap in the market of being able to work with high net worth couples that might have all the material stuff going on but are missing the real true essence of what, it actually means to be alive and, and to honour each other and to to become way better because of how impactful you you are on each other. Yeah. And there's there's a you know fifty percent of divorces or marriages end in divorce. It's probably more than that. I think it's actually when it's you like sixty or when 70 you average percent, them yeah. out with the second marriage. Like every single person's been married and divorced at least twice on both sides of my family. One's been my mum's had. Uh, five surnames, just to give you an idea, right? Mm-hmm. She's been married three times. But um, so we're like, why don't we just combine forces? Because I was doing one-on-one coaching, and, and which is great, but it's also kind of coaching in an echo chamber. So we do more group stuff. We just launched this, launched this recently. We'll have uh, a virtual and, and in-person masterminds. But we've been traveling the road on the road for the last two years trying to figure out where, you know, Mecca is for us after fleeing the tyranny of lockdown. And so we created PurposePartnersForLife.com and that movement is building momentum as we speak, you know. It's amazing. So maybe you want to share a little bit more about giving the feminine touch. We've been meeting so many amazing people and there are so many 
wonderful men and women are single and they literally uh, what we saw didn't know how to meet their ideal person and by hearing our story we could see how inspiring and transforming it was for those people and I said Laban I really want to help women to find their ideal man and then it went into uh, from women to men as well <laughs> because apparently there are more single men than women which is <laughs> unbelievable and through this journey uh, meeting those people we just we were hearing such a amazing feedback about our relationships so many people told us guys i wish i would have a, such a relationship with my wife or with my future wife and i said laban Maybe there is something we can do to help people, not just one by one, but on a bigger scale to teach them what is it about uh, relationships that, that, uh, that are supportive, that deep, meaningful, and loving. Because, team, what, what was happening very often, what is happening very often when husband and wife are growing apart each other, apart of each other, when wife goes one direction, she wants to do and one thing, and he wants to do another thing, which is which is okay, which is fine. But very often, people start growing apart, or one is growing faster than another, and there is less communication, meaningful communication is happening. But what we noticed, what we realized with Laban is when partners have a similar goals or same goal mm -hmm. same purpose and they go into the in the same direction they have much more common things to be and that are holding them stronger and stronger and stronger and that's what we would love to help people to find this purpose to find their goal as a couple as a partners to move towards yeah that makes sense and i i Man, in my coaching practice, I, the the first people that I, I'm, when I'm helping them, they usually come to me for health, but then that quickly goes into relationships and the spiritual path and the emotional healing and all this other stuff. And on that relationship side of things, typically what I've been seeing is like, it's that one partner that has this awakening and they start getting really serious about growth, and the other one's completely stagnant. And and then after and then it builds up builds up and then it's an explosion, and then they're like, "Well, I'm gonna leave you," and then the other person shows up fully for two to three months, <laughs> and then they're back into their old habits again, and then that person's all excited, and then six months a year later, like, "Fuck, I'm right back to where I was again. I'm leaving you," and they show up for two or three months, and then they fade, and it's this repeating cycle. This has been. Have you guys been seeing this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for so sure. it's it's happening. Sure. It's happening. Really? A lot. It's happening a lot. So, the thing of it is, is like if you're if you're not in a relationship right now and you want to be in one, I would strongly suggest that you, I mean, come to a place like Mountains of Hope. Get, get have some have like a um, get a really good therapist or just get out with people that are be around people that have opened themselves up that are living a heart centered life. Join a heart centered men's group. I know for a guy, a lot of guys like. If somebody would have told me that, I'd have told them F off. So if you're the one saying F off, you probably need to go. You definitely need to go. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do because the deal is, is like if you want to be a happy person, um, you have to actually be a happy person. 
And then you'll attract that person because if you're in a relationship already and then those people wake up, then it's, it becomes a strain on the relationship and it's okay. If they don't want to come along anymore, that's okay because you're giving them a gift too, because they're, you're showing them that if they want to have a quality person like you, then they're going to have to step up their game. Otherwise they can settle for somebody who just wants to have a six pack and watch TV mm-hmm. and eat some bonbons and drink some wine. Okay. If that's what you want to do, that is a valid choice. I honor that. I totally honor that, but it is a choice and you make your own bed. Yeah. So this, the self work, so important beginning. I don't know if you guys teach people this, but that's what I teach people. It's like, if you want to be in a great relationship with your spouse, you better start working on yourself, right? Because I look at it like Laban's his own individual. He's got his own person. He's got his things that he, excitements and joys and things that he wants. And Anna's got her, you're your own person. And you you have friends that you want to hang out with and you want to have fun with your friends. You don't want to have 100%. to worry about like, where are you at? How are you been? Like, did you cheat on me? And all this weird shit. And it's like, no, it's like you both stay independent the entire time of your life together. But then you decided to come together and you create a third entity. Mm-hmm. And it's like a baby. It's like a little baby. And you have to nurture it and grow it and 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 make it into this beautiful thing. Like you said, where it just spirals up and and, and you guys come together. That's what you guys have done. You've started this Purpose Partners for Life business and it's that's part of your intertwining. But you're still individual. So, Anna, what do you like to do without Laban being around? Shopping. <laughs> you just there was no delay in that answer. It was a shopping. <laughs> yeah. No, we um, before we started travel, before actually COVID hit, we we had our own lives. Laban would go and hang out with his friends. Uh, I'm with my friends, colleagues. And when Melbourne opened up, we, we had some time apart. I was working nine to five job as well. We were kind of have had the moments where we could miss each other. But then we went into the strictest lockdown. And team, we we literally were in separated, inseparable, separable twenty four seven since I don't know, May twenty twenty one or so, like 24-7. You know how many couple just broke up yeah. during this time? Because you like you have no choice, but you have to be in one spot together. But the more we spend time together, actually, we, we change something. We're not perfect, but something clicked. The more we spend time together, the more we would become closer. The more we would become stronger together, and that's what we are teaching people now: how to uh, sw- how to do this switch. Because everything starts from you, as you mentioned. Absolutely. Once you have a very good relationship with yourself, you can have a good relationship with anyone else. Hmm. Labor, do you have anything to add to that? It just it fascinates me that I could meet someone that. A, I'm so unbelievably physically and emotionally and mentally attracted to, but also who is a, I don't even know if best friend is a way to describe it. Like it is a, like, it's like soulmate? we've had. It's definitely a soulmate. It's more than that. I, I don't, you know, some people might listen and say, oh, you know, your wife can't be your best friend, but easily, easily. And yeah, they're and, probably not that happy either. But it, well, exactly. And I, I had <laughs> it didn't work for me. 
But like how many examples of shitty relationships have we seen either growing up or just seeing being in the wrong circles of friends? And how refreshing is it to meet couples that actually want to help each other improve? Mm -hmm. And like you talk about divorce, like the cost of going through a divorce just from a financial point of view is is a game changer for most people. And then you add you add kids and the infighting and then the custody battles having to change your name and all this other stuff for your woman. Like stuff that. Yeah. And you do it and you do it like two, three times and you got kid here, kid there, kid. Oh, just forget yeah, it. Just, my my father my father who divorced twice, retired, destitute, still alive, destitute and lonely and miserable. And I just saw that and I was like, I want the opposite of that. <laughs> that was a good contrast for you. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's been the greatest thing ever. So why wouldn't we want to share this with people that want it, you know? Yeah. Well, I think maybe you should do a high-end uh, mass couples mastermind here at Mountains of Hope. We've been looking for a place and we think we might have found it, right? <laughs> Purposepartnersforlife.com. Going to learn, go learn more. Awesome. All right, so I really appreciate you guys coming on today and sharing your story, especially you, Anna, and um, and Laban. Great stories. Also, don't forget, because it's pretty awesome, um, Laban's got a book called Bet on You because he used to be a gambler, and uh, the foreword was written by Les Brown, one of my favorite motivational, inspirational speakers. Laban Ditchburn, Bet on You, and you can find him at PurposePartnersForLife.com. That's PurposePartnersForLife.com. Hopefully you'll see them have a couple's mastermind and in, in, uh, Mountains of Hope in the beautiful Andes Mountains here in Medellin, and then maybe you can join us um, here at, at our wonderful facility. So, um, again, I thank you guys so much for being here, and I want to thank the listeners for tuning in. Really appreciate you guys. We have listeners all over the world. If there's something here that spoke to you, I hope that you would share that with somebody else by just forwarding, forwarding the, uh, the podcast to them. Um, I'm hoping that the fasting thing and what you were able to see happen with Anna's uterus going from three millimeters to 14 millimeters, just doing three little three little dry fasts. It didn't cost her anything. She didn't even have to take a shower. How cool was that? No bath, no shower. Even save water getting healthy, right? <laughs> Amazing, right? Amazing what the human body can do when it's left alone, when nature's left alone, and it can heal. So um, until next time, change yourself, change your world. And I'll see you guys again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. (laughs) 